Nintendo. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of April 10th, 2014. Sure. And there is a lot to talk about. <laughs> I am, it is April 10th. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. why do you do that? Um, I am your host, Jose Otero, and this is IGN's all Nintendo podcast. Here to talk with me this week, Brian Altano, bruh, bruh, back from Adventures in New York. Yeah, it was fun. Good I went time. to the Nintendo World Store. You also saw, uh, what was the Broadway show you saw again? Uh, Book, Book of Mormon. Mormon. Yeah. yeah. I had a lot of good time over there. Have you been in the Nintendo World Store? All the time. Whenever I go back, I always I lo- visit. I love that, um, the the blown up Game Boy. Yeah. Did you the, see that? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Golf War Game Boy. The Golf War Game Boy. Still yeah. playing Tetris. From the pages of Nintendo Power. Yeah. So yeah. if you work at the Nintendo World Store, you have an awesome job, but you've probably learned to tune out the music by now because it's constantly in there. They're just playing old NES music. Which I, could, I could deal with that. You could deal with that? Like yeah. Like eight hours a day? I worked at an Apple store once and you don't want to hear what we have what to What are they playing to. there? Just like whales? A lot of pop music, a lot of weird it, stuff. It's better though than FAO Schwartz. Do you remember? Welcome yeah. to our world. Oh Welcome God. to our world yeah. of toys. And you're like, you're expecting Chucky to jump yeah. out the whole yeah. time? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. And um, lastly, joining <laughs> us, uh, Per Schneider. Hello. All right, so guys, Hello. so much happens. So our regular cast is assembled. We're here. We're back together again, and there's a lot to talk about. So we're going to try and go through um, as much as we can. And then we have a special question block segment at the end, five questions from our readers, which you should stay tuned for. So let's start with uh, one bit of news before we get into the Smash Direct, and that was that the next 3D Mario game is in development. So the galaxy oh. is at peace. Yeah. It's right? <laughs> what are you exactly. talking about? Don't say the galaxy. Yeah. Well, we don't know what it is. We don't know that. You can't say that. I didn't mean to imply that. That was a Metroid. That's the worst thing you could say. You just throw that word out there. Okay, well, regardless. So Edge Magazine reported that, uh, yeah, they they talked to um, the team at Tokyo EAD. Okay. And from Koizumi, yep, our new project has started, but it's still a secret. We're not revealing what platform it's on. So it's either Wii U or 3DS or something I'm, else. I'm always, I'm always worried when, like, in my mind, I always think Nintendo has all these balls in the air. That, yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're working on all these different games. And, like, I remember this with Smash Brothers, where they announced Smash Brothers, and then, you know, the lead on Smash Brothers. Come, oh, Sakurai didn't know. Yeah, and Sakurai goes, like, oh, we're making a Smash Brothers game? Great. <laughs> yeah, and people were asking. So that's when Brawl got announced. That's right. It was was brought up in the and it's like ass. it's that moment where you like you're really excited about something and then you're like oh, it's just the logo and so I'm hoping though he's he's basically acknowledging that they're working on it but it's been in development for a while please yeah the galaxy the is it has piece. to be yeah but again Super hopefully Metroid the game is out of this world okay keep going I want Galaxy Three this is what I want that's what a lot of people want of course it's what a lot of people want that's an obvious amazing decision to make well uh, I don't know if a lot of people want this but Kenta Motokura the co-director on Super Mario 3D World mm-hmm. World uh, who uh, he basically said that the follow-up to Super Mario 3D World uh, if it is a Wii U game they want to better utilize the gamepad okay great I don't okay. know if people really want that but I I mean obviously we keep talking on this podcast they need to do that so this yeah. is important you know Let's what, see what happens. awesome that if on the gamepad it said the words Super Mario Galaxy 3 and then on the screen there'd be a game that you can <laughs> amazing I'll take that one well come on yeah. Let's, yeah. There, there are advantages to the gamepad yeah. besides off TV play that, um, that is ones, my wish the ones in 3D world you played those with your kids the, huh? the, the, the levels in 3D world where you use the gamepad did you play those with your kids yeah like uh, there was one you had to sort of blow on the mic. Okay, that one's a I'm lot of people su- don't like. I that. hate mic blowing. Yeah, they were actually making fun yeah. of me when we did a we recorded a commentary and they were just laughing at me while yeah. I was there trying yeah, to like yeah. tap the mic so that I'd have to blow into it. Yeah. yeah. But also, um, uh, or what about like Captain Toad was another one, I or th- no, even I... the the Japanese very Japanese level that Mario's running through. Did you get to that? Yeah, I think okay. that's I think that's cool. I think that's fine. Um, it that that game to me, I would have been fine to just have the gamepad for off screen play. Honestly. Yeah. You know. And like we talk about this a lot, right? Like, have they been able to tell their audience like what the gamepad is used for? And at this point, maybe they should just say, you know, it gives you all these advantages over other games, such as five-player gameplay in some games. Yep. Come on, bring it back, guys. Uh, like, I'm by the way, yeah. Nah, I'll, I'll talk just... about it later. But I got, I'm hoping 
the big differentiating factor for we use Smash Brothers is five players, but we'll see. Okay, yeah. we will see. All right, so um, so on moving on to Smash Brothers then. So there was a Smash Brothers Direct on April 8th, and a lot of information got shown. So it was about 39 minutes long. Yep. Release window revealed. Yep. 3DS Summer, Wii U, Winter 2014. Yep. We asked after, we, we followed up with Nintendo and said, hey, tw- Winter 2014. They said, yes, Winter 2014. Right. Well, let's talk about this. Australian winter? That'd be this summer. I don't know if they're, <laughs> what calendar they're following. No, no, they're but following Japanese winter is the same as, as over here in the northern and in, in, in our hemisphere, basically, which is, you know, is the end of the year, but it can also mean January. It could mostly mean January. So because winter 2015 starts at the end of 2015. So right. to, yeah. to, to, to put in context, I have right now three stake bets mm-hmm. running that Super Smash Brothers Wii U mm-hmm. will come out in 2014. And that's with Mitch, Greg, and Marty. I'm, so I'm either going to have a steak buffet or I'm going to be in the hole at the end of the year. So you don't know that. I'll say this. At this point, Nintendo believes it comes out in 2014. Calendar year 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, seen, we've seen Smash Brothers slip before. We have. With Brawl specifically, that yeah. happened. Yeah. And, I don't know um, if that was the story with Melee. I don't think it was. The, the, I mean, the big story on this one, though, is like it feels like they're – they're already managing your expectations that the character roster will be the same for the U- Wii U version, right? So mm-hmm. it might not balloon out of out of control like a previous game where like they want to just add one more thing, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I am I am confident we'll, we're going to be playing both games in 2004. So it didn't didn't we do the math and figure that there's really only how many days of winter are there in 2014? Well, um, it's like I 11, mean, right? A, a quick Google search. I think winter I, starts officially December 21st, but I think to them winter <laughs> is just early December. Um, I don't know no. what calendar that falls on. That's what I want to believe. I want to believe, first of all, and the reason I believe this is because Wii U is not in a position where Smash can slip. And that's the thing. And I know Nintendo, to Nintendo, a game should be held until it's ready, right? Yeah. They they are very quick to do that. Um, we saw that with Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze where that game didn't even need a delay, uh, but it got one. Um, that's what at least we heard from yeah. the guys well, over at Retro. And sure. then it was part of Nintendo strategy. But part of Nintendo strategy needs to be that that game comes out this year. See, I don't know about that because I – I mean, yes, the Wii U needs all the help it can get. But I also think that putting out a subpar or not ready version of their one of their flagship titles dooms the franchise more than – Anything else. And especially after the last one where people were mad about balance issues and tripping and a whole bunch of yeah. other things. Okay. Uh, they have to get this one right. And so I agree with that and I'm with that. But, you know, we saw the Smash Brothers Direct and this was of 39 minutes, probably, what, 15, 20 were the Wii U version. Oh, and by the way, after it ended, 200 plus screenshots also yeah. came sure. out. There's a lot of media <clears throat> that they're sitting on or that they have. I just refuse to believe that this game is not if not really coming along, also very far along. Here's what you didn't see. You didn't see what makes the Wii U version unique, and that needs to be the message, right? Like, if you release both games at the same time, basically you're telling everybody who has a 3DS, oh, you don't need to buy a Wii U, right? And so having the Wii U version in a a different time period is actually smart. I think it's smart. Oh, I think it's smart, Awesome if it was flipped, right? So everybody who's hungry for Smash Brothers would would have to buy the Wii U. Well, then you want to sell Wii U's at the end of the day also. But there is something about the Wii U version that is unique and special and and major because it's not characters. They said the rosters sure. are the same, but which means the Wii U version either is modular, like it can add on content over time, where they're like, "Hey, yeah, this is the roster at launch." But guess what? The Wii U version will get new characters yeah. every every month, or connecting or, them sure. both will, will unlock character sure. character or two. Or but but they have to have something that's unique to Wii U that you can't get on 3DS. Or right. the other thing is that the single player experience is all new and unique and very different from 3DS, yes. which well, is you, what I think. It yeah, is. but you save that announcement until you're closer to the Wii yeah. U's version's release. You're 100%. not going to drop that at uh, a Direct of course in not. April. Of course not. Yeah. No. So. This, is, this is why, I mean, you need to let go of the notion that it's coming out this year. I'm not letting it's go. It's not. I'm, Has I'm, Nintendo wow. ever launched one of their flagship games three days before Christmas? I don't... I ever? Get, no one in their right mind would, and no, no one, one in their, their right mind anything three days should, before Christmas. but again, I don't uh, think they're following... I, I just... I want to believe people, that... People do all their If you say shopping. winter 2014, go, don't get me wrong. When yeah. we followed up with Nintendo, they're not going to say to us winter 2015, because then right there, even if they already know that, that's a big problem for a lot of people, right? Yeah. W- would they honestly come out and just tell us winter 2014 right now? No. But I do want to believe that there is hope for that game to come out in 2014, and I, I'm going to bet on that. I, I think... think 
I, I think it's wrong. scheduled for 2014. And I think it all now depends on the other game. What is the November 22nd yeah. or whatever game, and, right? Like, and E3 will, will reveal be that. One. There yeah. will be two, maybe. Like last year, Super Mario it, 3D World and Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze didn't exist before it, E3. It's technically. Not, it's not Mario, but right? Mario. If they're talking about starting it now, it's not Mario. That's right. Which, Super Mario 3D World came out, what, December 10th last year? No, Super Mario 3D World came out in November. And in initially, November. it was supposed to be a December game, and Donkey Kong was supposed to be November. Right. Then their dates flipped, and then Donkey Kong got pushed back to right. February. So I think that... And it was they, finished in November. I think that they're sending Smash Brothers off to die, hypothetically, if it comes out four days before Christmas. I think sending any mother into a store four days before Christmas to buy a $250 console... Yeah, but why are you saying four days before Christmas? Because he's like, going by the calendar. How I'm going by the calendar. They're not that, they're not that precise. Size, dude. There's not like Nintendo scientists and go like, oh, the winter, winter solstice. What do you, you on... don't need a scientist no for that? You buy a calendar from the dollar store. No, it when winter starts. <laughs> takes people with lab coats. You're talking about scientists. We're bending ex- the laws of around, okay, so... around magic in our minds now. If we're saying winter starts when Nintendo says it starts, winter starts when winter starts. Farmers came up with that. Thousands of years ago. Yeah. Like, the Australians disagree with you still, well, this man. is not Australia. <laughs> right now they're skiing, they're by the way, just so Japan. you know. Yeah, this is like when surfers say, it's always summer somewhere. Yeah. Like, this, like, that's like point break laws. <laughs> I don't think they're that precise. Get out of here. I, I think they're saying like, hey, let's let's not give anybody a month. Let's give us a little bit of, of room to breathe on mm-hmm. when we release it. And, uh, you know, like... They can change anything anyway. They can come back and say, like, ah, you know what? It's a November game. Of course. Yeah. But yeah. they haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Surprise and, and delight. And I, I'm saying this because I want, like, more than anything, and just like you guys in the room, I want to play Smash Brothers Everybody on Wii U by the end of the year. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course I do. But I'm being cautiously pe- pessimistic here because, you know. Pepstick. Pep. <laughs> Pep- Pessimism. Are you not excited for Pepsi. a 3DS Smash Brothers? Am I excited for yeah. it? Of course I yeah. am. It's but, Smash but it's Brothers definitely the lesser of the two Smash Brothers well, for you, but right? He, but here's well, the th- well, oh, well, I'll let you go. Uh, actually, go I don't know yet because I've never played Smash Brothers on a handheld. That's what I'm worried about. I'm, I'm in a different situation. I'm 33 years old. I don't have friends over all the time to play Smash Brothers Please, with me. Just finish with I don't have friends. Continue. I don't have friends. <laughs> I, I don't even trust you guys anymore. I hate uh, you we can play online. We'll play at work, and we have a magical job where online. we get to do that stuff. And we'll when get to play home, online. You don't have to switch it But, on. I mean, uh, I'm I'm going to play a lot of single-player Smash Brothers, and I always do. And I'm going to play through the subspace stuff they put on the Wii U. And I'm going to play that single-player mode. It's not they subspace anymore, but I got Whatever you. it is. Yeah. Yeah. The single-player mode that they showed the other day looks really cool. Um, and I'm gonna play all that stuff. Like I like doing all that. I like unlocking characters. I yeah. like. Uh, I, I am. I'm excited to see how Smash Brothers translates to a small screen that I can bring on a plane. That's yeah. really fun for me. So I will. I will say this too. The 3DS one coming first is kind of a surprise. I do agree. They should. They needed to space them out. I think it was smart. I, I think maybe the months, how the length of time in between both might be a little too long. However, um, the 3DS version, that game is ostensibly like you're going to be your Smash experience. And it's yeah. also something you're not getting on iOS. Mm-hmm. iOS doesn't do Smash Brothers. So yeah. that's something that maybe their logic is this is going to sell more 3DSs. Because right now, what are they at? 40 plus million 3DSs sold. They're still lagging behind DS. They're also releasing, we're going to get to it later, but Tomodachi Life got announced. That's another experience that mm-hmm. you don't really see on iOS. They're trying to kind of indi- build this individual profile for, I guess, that handheld. Because that's where their bread and butter is coming from. Right. It's not Wii U. Right. But at the same time, they're also not helping with you by it coming later. But you, ha- you have to look at this with two minds. There's the gamer, which is all of us, and then there's the businessman. And the businessman knows that it makes sense to put the 3DS version out first, make money. If you look at year over year, like 3DS killed it last yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, there was great, awesome games hitting every two months. This year, not as many. You know, the, there's there's well, some stuff here. The amount there, of but. money you can make on a 3DS version of that game is right now greater than the Wii U yeah. money you can make, right? Yeah. At the same time, they need pro, high-profile titles to to jumpstart the Wii U business. Yeah, and so it it makes sense. Like mm-hmm. the the way they're spacing well, it's right it before Christmas. It's right is, before September, and all the sales is start in November. Mm-hmm. And the all missing that. piece of the puzzle is what is the November game. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah. No, yeah, that's a good point. If this is a freaking amazing looking Zelda or something like that, that's great. It's too soon for Zelda. I, I, d- I, I don't buy it either. I don't yeah. think they can do it. I, f- I fear it's too soon for that. Okay, yeah. let's let's move forward because we can talk about this for a while. Um, so they revealed how multiplayer works. They have two modes for for glory or for fun. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, also, I found it interesting that Smash Brothers, a game that isn't coming out till summer. They're already talking about the online modes, but Mario Kart 8, which is coming out May 30th, they haven't said a word um, about. I I thought that was a little weird slash interesting. Yep. Um, So keep going. Or worrisome. Yeah, well, transfer. uh, we'll see. Uh, Again, I kind of lean on, well, 3DS Mario Kart, for the most part, 
worked really well. So I know. I'm we'll just see. always the Pepsi mist. Oh, no. That's fine. Pepsi mist. Smash Brothers <laughs> is so fast. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Like, yeah. getting multiplayer right for a racer is easier than a fighting game. And 100%. And also, they recommended uh, the, the LAN adapter for your, for yeah. your Wii U. They, it wasn't even wonder. Wii U branded. It was yeah. Wii branded, the and old one, And it also one, right? makes me wonder if... they retired that thing. Yeah. If, no, they're, if they're willing to sort of suggest that, then is Tim's prediction going to come true where some sort of wired controller is going to be introduced, something that plugs into your USB? Because the kids who play it at Evo or at Smash tournaments around the world, they don't want to play on a wireless like right, uh, right. controller. They don't yeah. want anything to do with that. But it becomes part of the... If everybody is forced to do it, it will just be well, the no, way you play you have you a choice, it, right? Yeah. Wired or wireless. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think if there's Nintendo potential If Nintendo has a chance to sell a peripheral... And they've done they it in the will. past. That's right. Right? If Nintendo, there's even the, you think there'll be an arcade stick? That, We've never well, seen no, that. I don't no, think that. No, not that far. Just I think some like sort of a, controller a throwback GameCube controller would be... I mean, it's money on the table if they, if they, don't, they don't pick that up. Like a wired throwback GameCube controller. I don't think they take it that seriously. I, I don't I think agree. They, I think they're going to say wireless, sorry. Sure, I, yeah. I agree. I just think there's a possibility. Um, right. So uh, transformations were removed. Um, so characters like uh, Samus, who would turn into Zero Suits, Samus after a Final Smash, mm-hmm. that's over. He tried those. to punk us. He's like, oh, poor Zero Suit Samus, she's not in the game. He in trolled yeah. multiple times yeah. in that direct. There was a lot it's of fun all, to watch for people like who are fans. fading to black and white and oh, Even holding up his hands. Yeah. like he's about to do the direct sign and yeah, like, nope, yeah. I am the director of Smash yeah. Bros. It, it was funny. It was it, it yeah. was still a very dry presentation, Like they're, but they're, they're quirky at least. Yeah, and but their, their sizzle reels yeah. in between all of it looked really good, they man. They showed stages, a lot of stuff. Stages, items, I, I, uh, assist trophies, Pokemon. There was a lot of stuff, yeah. yeah. And I'm lo- I'm loving the uh, the trophies. Just oh, they're so cool. good. Yeah. I'm so I get so geeked out about that stuff. Yep. Like, yeah. and there are there are people that just play Smash Brothers on the Final Destination, no items, and they just beat each other up. I like collecting all the Smash trophies. I like collecting all every, everything in the game, unlocking everything I can. That's like that's the Nintendo geek in me. And it's like it seems like they. They really dig deep. They have the TV game, uh, like oh the, yeah, the, TV game color fifteen. Yeah, yeah. TV g- oh, game no, color, color TV game fifteen, 15 sorry. Oh, which yeah, is yeah. basically, if you don't know, it's like pong, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. two paddles and a ball, mm-hmm. and like that comes up as an assist over the uh, over the screen. Yep. That's so freaking awesome. I know. Like, I love yeah. that it's it doubles. Smash Brothers doubles as this huge. Uh, it's a museum. Museum yeah. for for people like for people like us that can go back and be. Yeah. Like, I remember that. I you know I grew up with those games. So, so all that stuff was great. The fire bar from our was yeah. cool, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and like, I love that it kind of looks like it did in the old games. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. these separate little fire wheels. Sure. Um, uh, really good attention to detail. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. I did like that they started the direct sort of kicking off, going, "Well, here are the release dates. Let's mm-hmm. get that out of the way." Yeah. yeah. Here's everything. Well, and else. you couldn't end with that because people no. would have there would have been a riot in the streets. Well, so. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because everything after that was just like, "Hey, if you were even remotely on the fence about this game, and this direct doesn't sell you, then don't even bother." Yeah. Like I walked. I walked out of that going, I was kind of, you know, a little uh, hopeful for the 3DS one. Mm. And then uh, by the end, I was like, this looks awesome. Wii U one looks awesome. Give yeah. me all of it. I want Did you all see, of it. Uh, like, I, I mean, I'm about to ask you both what impressed you, but um, just a few more details that at least caught my eye. Like when Skull Kid came out and the whole stage flipped up. That was cool. Yeah. I was like, holy yeah. cow. And Dark Samus is in there who um, she looked wasn't great. around the time that Other M came out. They were kind of pushing away the Metroid Prime series as non-canon or something. Someone gave an answer somewhere that people were interpreting as that. I could be misremembering. I, I hope not. A no. Lech Man showing up uh, as an assist trophy from yeah. the Mega Man series. And oh then the, all... the Mega Man Final Smash just brought a tear yeah, to any so fan's eye. It, it was, was so good. It was such good fan service. Battle Network, Mega Man Legends, yeah. X, they were, they were almost the like... The one from Star Force, which I don't even know what it is. <laughs> it was, was almost like, like wow. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Capcom, this is how you do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. A lot of tweets. Take care of your boy right now. The character looks like he's really comfortable yeah. in that universe, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, he's totally. just, like, hanging out. And, yeah, no. Yeah, and, sure. the, and the um, I love the graphics, too, on Samus's Final Smash. The beam yeah. in the Wii U version looked really cool. Like, yeah. the lighting and everything looked awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, really good. Um, and lastly, uh, just a, a few other things. So in the 200 screenshots, I saw um, Link was wearing the Franklin badge from Mother 3. And also, um, <laughs> whatchamacallit, uh, Mr. Saturn was in there, which I think I saw a post somewhere. Someone said that was shown at E3. But anyway, yeah. rest assured, Earthbound's in there. Which, uh, and someone saw Samurai Goro uh, in the, uh, during the direct. Like they just kind of, he's shown some, he's kind of shown in the background somewhere. Yeah, apparently there was probably. a ton of little Easter eggs in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, the Ridley Shadow thing was cool. 
all time. Oh yeah, yeah. The you saw only characters. the sh- the shadow of Ridley, yeah. right? Yeah. Ridley, of course, the giant flying. People still want to play as Ridley, but Metroid. it looks like Ridley will be in it. But as a boss character, unless this is another Sakurai <laughs> misdirection thing, because he's he will do it, right? Maybe I just feel like the size of the character is so too big. big. Yeah, like, that's and, always and, been the argument yeah. against it. Yeah. It could be it's, Teen Ridley. And especially <laughs> Teen Ridley is great. <laughs> Versus Toon Link. I Smo- like it. Smoking behind the garage when he's not fighting. Oh my god! <laughs> you never let me use the car, Dad, and smashes in. Okay. Uh, and, and lastly... I'm, I'm taking this baby! And lastly, uh, two things. Um, the 3DS only multiplayer mode, custom movesets were, were sort of mentioned as well. It seems like we have a lot of confidence in this game after yeah, this direct. Yeah. Yeah, right? I, I love the, the problem solving. Like, speed and control is everything in that game. And to show that the 3DS version, the characters move at 60. Yeah. You know, basically saying, like, hey, we got to sacrifice some stuff. Here, all this assist stuff is going to run at 30, but the characters are at 60, which yep. means it will feel right. It will feel precise and fast. And but I think that also, was just... It will also yeah. feel cramped because it's a much smaller control setup. So I'm just and, wondering how that's going to And play you know out. what's funny? I could tell that Sakurai wanted to get that point across. And like when putting together the direct, they probably said, ah, that's too technical. Don't put that in. Because he apologizes. He's like, sorry, this may be a little technical. But it's yeah. like, no, I think that's great. That <clears throat> no, I feel like he's smart. Yeah. He's got his finger on the pulse. Like people people ask about this stuff now. They're yeah. like, what's the frames per second? It's yeah. like, all right, here and it is. all the trolling. God. But yeah. it was so fun. Regardless, I'm glad that he is willing to have fun with it. And Nintendo is willing to let him have fun with it mm-hmm. with with fans yep right because you know nintendo's kind of viewed as a conservative company but when you have a direct like that that was that much fun i think that's that's a good sign i wonder right? if this is going to be one of the biggest 3ds games ever made like even size wise i feel like there's so much content packed into the smash brothers games that this could be something that I, even if you're not playing online, like mm-hmm. if I'm flying across the country to New York or something like that, there's just so much stuff to do. Like there's so many things to unlock. There's other little like uh, mini games and stuff like that, challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see how much of that stuff they bring back. Even when it's just like beating up the punching bag, you know, yeah. like stuff like that is so cool. It like, looks really packed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's where I'm I'm really hoping that you know, the 3DS game is a package and it's closed off and the Wii U game is the one where you will get like a character pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, if they came and they said, "Hey, pay pay 50 bucks subscription for 2000 what what year is it now? 14 2015 yeah. and every month I get a new character, I'm paying right now." Really? Right? Like, sure. Yeah. Damn, that'd be so awesome yeah. to get like every month you go back to the game, you learn a new character, and you get your friends over again. It's like you can turn that into an event. Right? And it would be yeah. cool if the if the each character came at the stage and some other like you know side stuff like more trophies and stuff like sure. that. Like yeah. put put together a whole little package. So speaking of stages, um, one stage they didn't include, but a screenshot is already out there, is for the upcoming game that just got announced today, Tomodachi Life. Well, right. it wasn't really a technically announced today. Mm-hmm. Iwata let this slip uh, to the Wall Street Journal in January, and I don't even think that was part of the PR plan, but it was used as a point uh, while he was talking to a reporter there. And then today, 410, they had a Tomodachi Direct this morning, Tomodachi Life, excuse me, Direct this morning, and it, was, it wasn't an event, right? It was just an 11-minute video and a trailer showing you what this game is about. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, what you guys think? Of, of, so available June 6th at retailers in the eShop. So it's going to be a real tale game. It's not a digital only. I love those kind of wacky games. Like, you yep. know, back way back in the day, I played around with Talent Studio, which was the same kind of concept. Like, you captured your face, and then you had your your virtual character do all this stupid stuff, like wear a turtle shell on their back and play electric guitar and stuff. And this is, this is like that. You know, it makes it a little easier to get your face and your friends into the game, and then it creates really strange and awkward situations, do you know, right? Do you know how crazy it is that yeah. I grew up reading... The things that you and Matt Kasmasima were doing about <laughs> Talent Studio on the 64DD, where it was like your faces were in the game and stuff like that. Yeah. 
We that, still that blows my mind because today I, I just watched the the Tamadachi collection thing uh-huh. at work at IGN. Like videos like that were, but or it, articles like that were the reason I, I eventually wanted to get this. Did that? Does this game remind you totally. of that though? Right? And like, like that's why I, I'm putting it all together in my head right now. And so I'm really geeking out. This I remember really cool. we had a loop of Craig Harris with chicken legs dancing on a on a wow. TV yeah, on a CRT TV. Wait, in they've the been office. wanting to make this game for so long. Yep. It feels like, and yeah. they've been like doing little hints at stuff like that. And yep. I feel like that was the early version of what went on to become the Miis and then the Miis went on to become all these other things and now there's the stars of this game like this is probably the, one of the most fully focused me games that you, they've done so far you can tell the development it's so cool right like yeah. they started with the concept of isn't it funny to see yourself do stupid things right yeah. and it was more like a movie maker like you put yourself in the game you do something funny and everybody laughs at it and like grandma you know is in a fighting game or something like remember yeah. that you mm-hmm. could do all this cool stuff and now it becomes this weird social game where they add yeah. li- I wouldn't I won't say Animal Crossing but it has this weird relationship the ship stuff like well you go out with me you know yeah, it's yeah. I love you more it's it's so, it's so it's crazy. It's kind of bizarre and beautiful and hilarious life simulator yep. that uh, weirdly mirrors Animal Crossing. But when you read about it a little bit, uh, the guys working on it were like, every time we found we were doing something that was similar to Animal Crossing, we stopped doing it yeah. and went in the opposite direction. Yeah. Um, and I was... I only heard the title of this game and I saw a few screens and I'm like, this looks incredibly yep. dumb. Yeah. And if you're like me and you you think this sounds stupid, sit down, go on YouTube, watch the direct like I did. Yeah. It's 11 minutes long and if you're not sold at the end of that, then I don't know what to say. It is. I mean, you watch and you instantly understand the big target audience for that game is yep. middle school girls. Which right? bothers me There's, a little bit. Oh, but it's already in the marketing. No, but that... life is available. But the, the, the trailer, I'm sorry. Wow, like, whoever that girl was. It sounds like some crazy man <laughs> woman did it. <laughs> I'm, I'm confident in my own masculinity. Uh, masculinity me too. Security. But, I'm already playing this but game. Can by you, the way, I'm really happy to hear you talking you imagine, this much about yeah. it. Yeah. M- middle school kids sitting around. They all That's like when everybody's developing crushes on the boys and the girls sure. and stuff. And then they're sitting around and they have like the their character proposing to the boy that they love in real life that they have a crush on and they don't want to say anything. No, but that's what's going to happen. It's going to be three girls sitting together giggling because, you know, instead of uh, praying to an effigy of PewDiePie, they're watching like (laughs) themselves (laughs) propose to him. It's going to be awesome. Okay, so wait. So I do think though that uh, just like, um, I think adults can still appreciate that. I think adults, I think a lot of I mean, this is just me guessing, but a lot of press will be tweeting about the random events that they see in this game. Cause, so I picked this up last year when it came out on an import 3DS, and I fumbled my way through it. I don't have any Japanese reading or writing or comprehension ability Arithmetic. skills. Anything. So, um, But playing through it, the thing that struck me was how funny is it to see like a friend of mine like Jeremy do wacky things one day or other friends who I imported through Street Pass where yeah. it's like, hey, put them in your Mi Plaza, then import them into the game. And then, you know, the image share tool you can just instantly tweet it. And I don't think it was working at that point, or I didn't know how to use it because mm-hmm. it was the Japanese version of it. But regardless, that's a big hook for it, right? Like, hey, look at this wacky thing that Pear and and, uh, and Brian did in my game. And we should we should definitely look at things if, we can if, do with if this. If I can come to work and be like, yo, Jose, I was playing Tamadachi last night, and you hit on Princess Peach, and she shot you down. Ha ha, and laugh at you. Then it's all worth it for me. Yeah, like, or you tweet awesome. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah or I'll Jose, tweet yeah, that. That stuff down. makes your day. Yeah, oh my Aww. god. It's the little things. He loves man. So cute. Yeah, he lo- yeah, he likes watching people get shut down. Is what, he <laughs> likes. What, what, what I love about, uh, first of all, this game is so Japanese, right? So Japanese. That's the thing, yeah. which is like sometimes when you watch a YouTube clip of, clip of a Japanese game show, you're like, that is so amazing. And yet it could never be done anywhere else nope. because everybody would yeah. sue people. And But like this game also celebrates the uncanny valley. Like the fact that the character kind of looks like you, but looks like creepy you, <laughs> and then talks with that voice. Like this, that that's what makes well, it all awesome. Yeah. Well, and yeah. The, so today, uh, this morning when I got to work, I so I brought my import system in, gave it to Parent, was like, "Hey, make yourself in this game," because I also realized I hadn't added you. Yeah. And since Parent can read and write Japanese, that was a cool thing to watch. Because what did he do? He started making himself, and then I watched him walk up to different people in the office, and say, "Hey, look at this," and he's like sliding the different. Um, types of speech yeah. and showing people the different kinds of voices. He's like, hey, check this out. And I noticed you did that with a couple of people and I'm like, that's the hook. Yeah. That's what people are going to do when they play this game. You can you mm-hmm. can laugh at yourself too, right? Like my character kind of looks a little bit like me and then he kept on saying with like high-pitched voices voices like, I am Pierce Snyder. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 It's really fun. Um, cool. Uh, so one thing I want to point out about the presentation of, of that direct specific that I thought was really smart is that 
it kind of, in an essence, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was showing gameplay and it was showing different things. But um, you know, in that early beginning when they have the news desk and mm-hmm. uh, the um, the Trin and me was the, like, let's check in on Mr. The, fur, the furrowed brow Trin yeah. and me, yeah, yeah, yeah with it, his furrowed it brow, looks just like him. It's creepy. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Um, when he would say, let's check in on Mr. Iwata, and you just see what Iwata's doing, that is the gameplay of that game. It's very, it's all about observation. It is not a game like Animal Crossing where you are tending to the garden yeah. and you have to do everything manually. This game, you just set all the pieces and then watch them all play out. It's a little Sims-ish, right? Yeah, like, it is yeah. very Sims-ish, but you don't control who talks to who, how relationships get formed. It's all behind do, the curtain personality. Do characters personality get hungry stuff. or have to poop yeah. or pee? Well, no, they get hungry, but I don't know about the poop and pee thing. But uh. they're like, hey, my room's boring. <laughs> Can you change the layout in here? And then Brian's out. It. Yeah, well, no, I'm I'm back in actually. I hated in The Sims when like it would be like, hey, you and your mom are roommates, and she sleeps at night, and you work at night, and during the day she parties, and you're trying to sleep, but she poops everywhere, and there's no food. I'm like, oh, ah, this is too much work. It. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think too. Uh, some folks look at it and say, well, this looks like a a much more restricted version of The Sims, and I don't know. I, I can see the argument, but I think that for the platform it's aimed at and for the audience it's trying for, they don't. I don't know if they want a lot of options, and it has a ton of them. And you're dressing people in different things, and mm-hmm. you're participating in different events you're playing games with these me's how well do you know your friends when was brian born is like a mini game that gets played and when, they'll, they'll when ask brian you what, i have no freaking clue 33 years ago that's good okay what about a, what about a date that's what i was looking for but anyway that that's the kind of <laughs> stuff they uh they go with um so it was really cool um Definitely check it out if you haven't seen it already. We also have an interview with uh, Bill Trinan, who is uh, basically Nintendo's head of Treehouse, and he gave us some interesting answers about why they kept the name Tomodachi, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people, I think the answer kind of rubbed some folks the wrong way because he was like, you know, we got it right with Pokemon. He basically the, to distill his answer, you know, really quickly, it was, hey, we got it right with Pokemon. People thought that wasn't going to work, and it actually played out. We got it right with Wii, even though people also thought it wasn't going to work out. Um, and he just considers names like a really peculiar thing and yeah. something that needs to stand out and they thought they landed on it with Tomodachi Life. No, it sounds too much like Tamagotchi, I will admit. It does. But well, when you, when you that's the one downside, but but maybe that's not a downside for them. Maybe that's some sort of connection, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's Forge. It's like, oh, this is a wacky Japanese thing where you take care of stuff. So that's what right? I love. They're hit. They're they're going head on with it. And a few mm-hmm. days ago, when you told me that the the name would stay the same in America, and I'm like, well, they're doomed. Yeah. That's stupid. And then I saw the video, and I'm like, you know what? Don't hide how Japanese this is. Like, embrace it. Put your arms out. Bring yeah. everybody in. Like, yeah. that's e- the way to do it. Every <laughs> foreign or made up word can be very odd when you hear it for the first time and then a year later you're just saying it like it means something mm-hmm. if you don't believe me just google that yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and and yeah pretty much um i think one other thing i read somewhere was and i thought this too was well we you was an example of when you didn't get it right but there are hits and misses let's see how this goes so far it's off to a good start yeah and there was a pretty positive reception for it today all right next on the list uh nes remix 2 impressions went up on the site and I got to play it. Uh, Brian, you've played a little, a little bit, bit yeah. of it too, um, and it's it's good. It's it's so far it's looking like a really strong sequel to what they started within the last game. Um, it's available, I believe, April twenty fifth. I played a couple of remix challenges that is still like that wacky Mad Libs approach to classic gaming. It's like, hey, Zelda has to, um, uh, excuse me, Zelda, Link has to collect coins in a Mario stage. Mm-hmm. Or uh, you're playing a, a level, I was playing a level World 1-6 out of Super <coughs> Mario Brothers 3, mm-hmm. but two clone Marios appeared at the sides, and at the top it just says, ignore the clones, get to the goal. Only the Mario in the center is real, but you're constantly taking into account where the other two are, <laughs> and uh, you're trying to it's rush really through a stage to it's, get to the end. It's super. Cl- I, I I love this kind of stuff. I think yeah. it's super clever. Again, goes back to like celebrating your past, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's releasing a little too close to the original. I, f- I feel like NES Remix didn't have room to breathe no. actually to actually become a beloved franchise for people to go. Oh, that's awesome. There's another one. It feels a little bit like too much at mm-hmm. once. But like I, I mean, I gotta be honest. I'll 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 play it. And I'm already thinking, what's Super NES Remix going to yeah. be like? What's N64 well, Remix I mean, going to be like, months, right? Like, apparently. Like, yeah. This is the closest they've ever had two sequels, really, if you yep. think about it, in, like, in Nintendo history. Um, I'm hoping it – I loved NES Remix. Loved it. And I, it was actually a system seller for a couple people at IGN, which is crazy. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like That's Damon, so funny. Damon Hatfield went out and bought uh, <laughs> a Wii U because of NES Remix. He was like, yeah, you, you got me. Um, but I feel like the game fell apart – as the, it got towards its uh, end game, and you started unlocking games that weren't great, pinball, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool so, Land, I mean, Donkey Kong Three, NES Remix is at its best when it's uh, hinging new crazy ideas off of beloved games that you 
I really enjoyed years ago. When it starts bringing out things like Clue Clue Land and Urban Champion, then you're like, I have no allegiance to those things. I don't care. And yeah. it's kind of tough. Yeah. But so That's, this yeah. one looks like it has a stronger batch mm-hmm. of games right off the, at the gate. So uh, I'm excited to see how they kind of parse that out. Sure. Yeah. And it seems, no, it will be, it will yeah, be really it'll good. It'll happen. Like, I mean, there's it's just a, a matter of time. There's a great uh, image that keeps circulating on Gaff that is a, uh, a screenshot of what would be a Mario Kart stage, but uh, uh, Captain Falcon is in the lead, and it says, be Captain Falcon. So, and it's not real. It's totally fake, but you just think that, and you go, oh, that would be so That's good. That's it. Awesome. Just think that would of be all... so good. Yeah. Just think of Link to the Past, Super Mario World, F-Zero, yeah. you know? Well, and uh. that's the thing. In this one, at least, I mean, there are a few duds in there. I don't care for Wario's Woods. I don't care for... Um, Oh man, there was another one there. I'm not a huge Kid Icarus guy, by the way. I know some folks yeah, love Kid Icarus, but yeah. that's just not I, feel my, I, there, like, I love yeah. Kid Icarus. Uh, but Metroid, Zelda 2, Super Mario Brothers 2, both versions from the, from East and West. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers 3, like good choices. Really good choices. It's cool. Yeah. I hope uh and this I think this comes from uh, a friend of mine outside of work, but it was like next one should be NES remix third party. Is is <laughs> is Mock Rider in it? Huh? Is Mock Rider in it? <laughs> Who knows? The Who Forgotten knows? Game. We just yeah. talked about that. Yeah. It's out on Virtual Console. It, it is right? out on Virtual mm-hmm. Console. Yeah. So a bun- uh, so Virtual Console games this week. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, this week, uh, some more GBA games went on sale. So WarioWare Inc. Mega Micro Games is available for $6.99 US. Um, this game was originally released on the GBA in 2003, and I consider it one of the greatest games of all time. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Me too. I absolutely love what that game is and what it does. And some people feel that's a little too much, but I'm sorry. Like, we can talk about it one day. We'll bring it up here. Maybe we can bring it up now. What makes uh, WarioWare so amazing? It's funny. It's I, just it's, like yeah. it's the unexpected, right? Like even you're never sure what's coming up and then there's always a twist on it and it just gets frantic and it's just like it's so surreal, yeah. the stuff that happens. Right. It's like NES Remix but then like the comedy, the Japanese comedy version. Okay. You know? yeah. it's okay. Sort of, uh, it's sort of invented mobile gaming in a weird way. Like it's got mm-hmm. these completely – very strange, very arbitrary, bite-sized versions of games, mm-hmm. um, and it was it harkens back to the NES era where it was just like there's a game called, you know, Ball Kick, mm-hmm. and like that was the box art, just a ball kick, and then you hit the thing into the yeah. goal and you win. Yeah. Um, and you go on iOS now, and there's you know, Flappy Bird, right? Like yeah. Flappy Bird would have been a two-second thing that shows up. A two-second game in WarioWare. Now WarioWare has dozens and dozens of games like that and you play them all in a row and they're broken down, uh, they're compartmentalized by different categories and characters and each character has his own weird set. And everyone's favorite is Ninevolt. Ninevolt's this kid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's this kid that plays NES games with his friend who's like a dog or whatever. Yeah. Or he's, he's not even a dog. He's just like this big weird guy. It's, he's like somebody's. Oh yeah, the really oversized. Uh, best yeah, like friend. If, if I was like a kid in the '80s and I came home with this like grown man, I was like, "We're gonna play Nintendo games in the basement." <laughs> My parents would be like, "Get that guy out of here!" <laughs> but they were like, uh, they sit down and they play. Oh, like, Mario. here's a version. Yeah, like hi. And there's voices in it and stuff like that. This was a Game Boy Advance game. It's incredibly weird. Which uh, they've done this thing for a while. They used to take their weirdest ideas and kind of dump them on Wario, which I love. Nintendo yep. always they have like. And now they did it with like Rusty's Real Deal Baseball, mm. where they're like, they yeah. give it to this bald dog. We get this. Crazy new idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's one of my, it's honestly one of my favorite games of all time and one of my favorite series. And it, it had its ups and downs, but the original is just so fantastic. It's really quick, really bite sized, wonderful, tiny little games that you play in a row and they get faster and faster and faster. And the more you play them, the more completely frantic it gets. And you're actually like screaming at the screen, like, no, God, it goes, my God, my God. <laughs> but I was laughing with Jose before because there's uh, the more you play them, the faster it gets and the music keeps getting faster. And it's oh. like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's one level and it's like four seconds long. But by the end, it's like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and it gets so fast and you only have three hearts. Well, uh, yeah, and that's why I hope uh, one of the sequels, WarioWare Twisted, I really yeah. hope it comes out here because that's the one where you're like flailing and like right. swinging your, your GBA Twisted all over the place. Is, Twisted is brilliant. Again, like, yeah. again, very iOS, very mobile game before any of that was even a thing. It's all motion control based, which means it could work on the 3DS yeah. or the Wii U. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I bring it up so often, but the cheese grater just blew my mind. <laughs> so good. The way the cheese grater feels, <laughs> it's so, so crazy. Is it, it made Cooking with the use of rumble, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so for the first time, they used the rumble to just kind of copy the feel of 
of a real life thing, <laughs> right? Cheese grater. And you're like, oh my god, it's like grating yeah. cheese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so as you're playing, it. you start unlocking all these little mini games that are like, uh, they're much longer versions of some of the games in, inside of it. Um, and a lot of them feel like Flappy Bird before that was even. They a were thing, very, so. yeah, very much like there's like that okay. paper airplane one that just it's a, <laughs> it's an endless runner, and you're just basically dodging oh, walls, right. and the paper yeah. airplane keeps going. Yeah. Um, there's just so much and they pack it with toys and all this other stuff yeah. so it feels almost like the Smash Brothers mentality of like here's this core thing and here's like 50 other things you can do yeah. so ironically was- it is again that's that's like a that would be a hit on iOS yeah like totally. that's like the game that everybody in an office building shows to another guy and say like check this out Dude, and like you gotta out. pick this guy's nose right like it's <laughs> I, again like that they invented a game that is so universal kind of that anyone can at. play a kid can play a grown up can play yeah yeah, yeah. No, no, and it's, it's one yeah. of those things like if you're like, hey, I have two minutes to kill. Here mm-hmm. we go. And yeah. You're going to play. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and we were playing it a little before. It's crazy. It's totally crazy. I was playing it your desk before, and I'm like, man, this looks awesome. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. pixel perfect on the Wii. Yeah, so uh, if uh, check out on IGN. We put up a, <laughs> a video perfect. talking about um, some of the emulation options on GBA. So mm-hmm. if you are on the fence and you don't, you're not sure if you want to commit seven or eight bucks towards some of these games, check out out all the features it comes with there's actually a lot more to the emulation than previous virtual console yep. uh you know screen smoothing and and pixel perfect mode for aspect ratio uh before virtual console did not approach that stuff i think there was some controller configuration stuff and that's it yeah. this is the time um, like anyone who never owned a gba and you have a wii u now is the time to catch up on some really yeah. great oh, games. Dude, like, yeah. go for a uh, some of the best 2D games ever made, right? Yep. Like, play the Metroids that came out on GBA. Mm-hmm. Play the Castlevanias that were out on oh, GBA. Once all that come. stuff yeah, is yeah, out. I hope those sure. come. Um, um, do, do try them. Like, those are perfect couch games yep. you can play on the gamepad. Yep. Uh, also, I, I feel bad because we're not going to say much about the next one, but Kirby and the Amazing Mirror is also on sale this week uh, for the same price, $6.99 US and uh, originally released in 2004. Hey. The thing here, too, to keep in mind, I know the common um, complaint is why aren't these GBA games on 3DS? and that is a fair complaint but same time I feel Wii U needs games right now and if this is helping just build a little bit of that catalog it's it's small potatoes don't get me wrong but it helps See, I see it as that's a great perk for people who own one and yeah. cool for people who never owned a GBA, but it's not like, oh, my God, I get GBA games exactly. on the Wii U. Whereas on yeah. the 3DS, they would be much better at home. But yeah. anyway, like, yeah, we'll see. anything is welcome. Sure. Okay. Anything so, we um, can play. Cool. <laughs> so let's take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, your questions on the question block. Break time. segment we are jumping into the question block so if you don't know what this is this uh first of all the question block was inspired by the work of some great people over at oneup.com and we have four minutes to answer community submitted questions so we're going to start with uh, rich ty quinn uh and we might give this one an extra minute just what? because it might be the the man, the first like, thing. yeah we are breaking the law on the first thing crossing Only, the streams going so in the black normally, hole i don't normally do this but there is a lot to this question so right. this is one of the few times also please bear in mind if you submit a question to nvc at ign.com try and keep it brief and don't ask like a barrage of questions because that's really hard to put on a segment pick your right? favorite question yeah you can always it. come back next week yeah. yeah yeah exactly so we'll be here here is his question Games like Metroid Fusion and Skyward Sword are often criticized for being more linear than other games in their respective franchises. But Fusion had sequence breaking designed into the game, and Zelda had a three-dragon quest that could be completed in any order, a Zelda Skyward Sword. With that in mind, are these features designed to apologize for being more linear and and do you think that the story is more open oh excuse me, and do you think that the story in more open world games like a link between worlds or any other games for that matter suffer from being more open? Yeah, I have a lot of opinions on that one, actually, okay. because yeah. I, I play a wide variety of games. I love Elder Scrolls Skyrim, but if you ask me what the heck happened in that game, like, uh, dragons, uh, the guy, <laughs> like, I was stuck in a painting once. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't have a thread going to it, and that's because you step into the world and it's completely open, right? Like, at Fallout 3, like, all these, all these great games, you get a little bit more of a thread through games like Grand Theft Auto that have very, kind of, very 
story-driven segments, but they still don't have that kind of confined, like that that Hollywood quality story, like one of those games does. Uncharted is 100% linear, and I step away and I, I just love the experience. And so I can't say that I always love open world. The Zelda games have the benefit, though, that they have a storyline and then they have the MacGuffin. And the MacGuffin is usually like five amulets or three amulets or right. five shards or whatever, right? Then they run it into right? the ground when they keep bringing it back. So, but continue. But, but that, is, that is the part where they give you the illusion of choice. And I think that's really smart. Right? Like, you have this story, it's very confined. There's a point A to a point B where you stab the guy in the head, as you so yep. eloquently put at our live show. <laughs> but it's like they give you that middle segment where you feel like you have freedom. I'll, I love that. I think See, it's great. See, but I like open. Uh, so, the counter to part of what you had to say, though, I like open world just because there is sort of an emergent narrative out of that. And it is my story. Mm -hmm. I could say, like, I, I remember overhearing Jeremy talk about Skyrim, which is a game I appreciate but don't really love because of its combat. I'm not a fan. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think the world is fantastic because it's Feel, it's so realized. But he was telling me about a quest he discovered where he got drunk and it was basically the um, it was sort of like a, a weird uh, version of The Hangover mm -hmm. where he found out that he wakes up at a church and he broke some sacred relic and now the priest is screaming at him in the morning. And I think that's really fun to discover things like that sure. yeah. and have sort of your story instead of just that story. However, in Zelda's I do want a story. I do want a point A to point B like you know, in an open world. And I think that's really hard to do. And I always feel like, I mean, the game is not The Legend of Link. It's not an I story like mm -hmm. Elder Scrolls. It is a story about there's this princess fated to be someone or control the universe or something, something like that. Um, where that more linear quality, uh, I, I think, works really well because you're following her trail in a way. And like Final Fantasy games, sometimes I like that too. Some are actually a little bit too linear when it's literally you're walking down a corridor from point A to B, like the the later ones, right? But like Final Fantasy, like six and and seven had this kind of this uh, this choice. It, it it's almost an illusion of choice, but you yeah. are still following a thread of certain things you have to go, do to get to the end. Sure, so Brian. And I, look at Skyward Sword and Fusion. Like, where where do you where do you sit in terms of presentation? Well, and it being so sort of more linear. I, I think. I mean, so they're they're benefiting uh, of of the times more than they are of a good game design. Like, I honestly think that if Metroid and Zelda were made for the first time ever, now there would be a map and there'd be indicators telling you everywhere to go, and those games wouldn't be as open world as we remember them to be. Like, a lot of things back then were like that, and they were like, oh, they let you do whatever you want, because they didn't know how to tell you to do anything else. Yeah, yeah. Right? They didn't know how to lead the story along. They didn't want to balance. They're right. like, what? If you die in the first tw 10 minutes, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's fine. Whereas, it, like, now developers are really worried about having you get frustrated. Right? Sure, yeah. sure. And I mean, I, I loved Zelda, and I loved being able to start out and walking in any direction and being like, oh, look what I found, and I think I went too far before I should have. Mm -hmm. And that's actually what I did with the game, like, Fallout. Uh, Fallout, I within... 45 minutes, I was like five areas past where I should be. All I had was like a, a, a knife and a spoon. Yeah. And I was addicted to like radiation or whatever. And I'm fighting this guy who's like 15 levels past me. And I'm like, I don't know how I got here. Yeah. This is bad. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of that has to do with deciding exactly how you want to tell the story. And I think there's ways to push and pull that. Mm -hmm. And it's finding that balance. And we've only been doing this for so long, uh, making games for so long, where we have all the tools available to us to tell the story and also give people freedom. So there's a push and pull and we're going to have some examples where there's not enough at all, like, like Zelda or Metroid. If you play Metroid 2 on the on the Game Boy, like you have no idea where you are for most of that game. Yeah. There are no signs anywhere. You're backtracking constantly. Everything looks the same. Everything looks the mm -hmm. same. And that's, that's not because like it's a genius level design of showing Samus in this world alone and immersion. It, it's because they didn't know how else to do that. And, and I would say non-linearity does not mean open world necessarily or right. freedom, complete freedom of choice. Like The Walking Dead tells Telltale games are the most linear experiences you can construct, right? They're really good. But you come back and you talk to your friends and you're like, oh man, yeah, blah, 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 died in the first chapter. And the other guy goes like, no, he didn't die. And they give you this illusion that the story is actually different from each character. It's not, right? Like it all comes to the same point. And yeah. I think Nintendo could play a little bit more with that where it truly feels like we're having different experiences even though the, the kind of their point ABC are still there. And there we go. All right, good job. I, we could have talked about that a little longer, and maybe we'll come back to it, because I feel like there's still some more to go into there. There's lots more. Oh, yep. yeah. Uh, okay, Infinite so. Infinite choices. <laughs> next question comes from uh, Dennis in Sweden. Dennis? That's not a Swedish name, is it? He's trapped there. Oh. I've been playing some NES Remix, and I'm excited for NES Remix, too. 
But what, cite, what excites me even more is the future potential for this franchise. You'd imagine uh, next up is NES Remix 3 or SNES Remix. But what would, you, what would be even more awesome? N64 Remix or GameCube Remix. Maybe Game Boy Remix for 3DS. Just imagine N64 Remix, for example. Finish the first level of Super Mario 64. Play as Link in Ocarina of Time, but as Link from Ocarina of Time. Use the sword instead of, jump on en- use the sword instead of jumping on enemies. That kind of stuff. That would blow your mind. I don't know if it would actually work, but we can always dream. What are your thoughts on this? We just talked about this a little bit already, yeah, but like yeah. I would love the N64 version of that, right? Like I think the reason why Nintendo is doing NES Remix and is able to do two games so quickly is because it's fairly easy to manipulate this small code, right? They're really right. familiar with. And so now when you're taking pieces out of a game like Super Mario 64 and putting Link in it, it's going to get a lot more complicated. But man, that sounds so awesome. It is, and... Uh that that sounds wonderful on paper, but I think that the reason NES Remix works is because it's hinging off of these games that were so quick and Twitch-based. Mm-hmm. Like, something like Super Mario 64, I don't identify that game with speedrunning, me personally, because I'm mm-hmm. not that, uh, what's his name, Siglemic, yeah. who's crazy when it comes to that. He's Props really good. That guy is amazing. Mm-hmm. Same with Ocarina of Time. You know, I don't really look at that as a game where it's just like, uh, kill five Stalfos in four seconds, you know, mm-hmm. where it's just boom, 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 boom. I'm like, I want to take my time slowly through this temple and kind of analyze analyze everything and look at everything. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of oil and water with the way those games were played, which could lead to some really awesome scenarios yeah. just because we've never played them like that yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it would make people want to go buy the originals, whereas I play NES Remix and it go, makes me go, man, now I want to play Mario Brothers because I got a very tiny vertical slice of that. Um, it's not really the same with the N64 mm-hmm. and, and the GameCube and, and so forth because yep. these are 3D, giant, massive games. But so. if, if they go that, if they go there, it also forces them to like quickly update the store. Sure. Like, why yeah. do you think we got Super Mario Brothers 3, I think, last week or this week or really soon? Because it's going to be an NES remix at the end of the month. Yeah, and that was great to see in the, in yeah. the eShop. They're like, hey, if you loved an NES remix, get it right here. Yeah, you know? and, and they're sort of using any – they're leveraging NES remix as a way to you know sort of interest people in, in vintage or classic gaming. Yeah. And that's really smart, but the the newer the platform, the harder it is, right? You try to do one based off Wii or you try to do one off of GameCube. Sure. That takes a lot more work, and I, I totally agree with Pear that this these are getting turned around quickly because they are using much more primitive assets. Yeah. And, and that's not in a negative connotation. It's just that's what it is. Yeah. And it's tiny code. You don't have to load it, right? It's just like a couple of K-boom, the yeah. challenge is there. Um, you could imagine that it'll take a little bit more to load you know, a stage from a GameCube game from this. Yeah. That said, though, there are elements in all those games you could do like just imagine Ocarina of Time at the exit of Hyrule uh, Castle. There's a room with all these pots and the one-eyed dude hanging out, right? Yeah. Like yeah, you yeah. could just do a quick challenge, like break all the pots, and you're freaking Captain Falcon. You yep. gotta go Falcon punch <laughs> yeah. all those yeah, pots, right? Like that'd be amazing. Well, and they're taking like it a step further too, right? Because with remix challenges, they're really flipping the script. They're yeah. putting characters in other games. That would be cool. They're complete co- creating like really cool effects that the original NES would have never done. Yeah. yeah. But I also think that Super Nintendo Remix would be received really well because sort of 16-bit nostalgia is, if anything, at its peak right now where people are like, hey, these games Mm -hmm. look really amazing. They age really well. And that's something that I can play on my television and not feel weird about. Yeah, I think that's a must. It's going to happen for sure. Like Mm -hmm. N64 GameCube, that's when it's going to get complicated. But I would love that, man. Just like a quick level of like even like Pokemon Puzzle League or something, you know, and And then but the characters are different now. or That would be awesome. And I actually, I really like, now that I'm thinking about it, I really like his idea because that the closer we can bring the worlds of NES Remix and Super Smash Brothers together, mm-hmm. the better. Because yeah. I think that those two things, that works perfectly. Smash Brothers <clears throat> is quick, it's 3D, it's Twitch-based, it's insane. There's mm-hmm. a plethora of little challenges you could throw in there with like five-second timing type of thing. So uh, I'd love to see that happen. Yeah. Cool. All right. So we, fin- so we finished that one early. Give me a second. Well, you wouldn't even have to reskin Smash Brothers, actually, because all the right. characters are already there. All right. So. I stopped the timer. Cool. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I didn't hear the noise. Uh, no, I, were... I stopped it because we had some time. Oh, no, I'm trying to squeeze in another qu- two more questions. Or actually, three more questions. So long-time listener, Chris, uh, next question. Uh, what's up, Chris? Hey, yeah. What's up, hey, Chris? Chris? Thanks for writing in. Uh, after watching, the, so we kind of went over some of this, but we didn't go real in depth, so we can do this in four minutes. After watching the latest Nintendo Direct, I can't help but think that Nintendo are shooting themselves in the foot by releasing Super Smash Brothers on 3DS before the Wii U. I honestly think that they should be the other way around. If they are seriously serious about trying to drive sales for Wii U, um, they have to do that. We have already had the bad news of Monster Hunter 4. Um, I forgot what the U stands for. Only coming to 3DS, although slightly excusable since it's a not first-party game. 
I personally will be picking up both versions of Smash Brothers, as many Nintendo fans will, but if they want more Wii U units moved, this is a bad approach. Is this another nail in the coffin for the Wii U? No, you just answered your own question. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy both versions, right? You just said that. So obviously it's not a nail in their coffin. I think I th- we don't know enough. I mean, that's it. if the Wii U version was just a prettier version of the game that everybody's been playing all summer, you're not going to get excited. And people are not going to go, oh, man, I need a Wii U. But if everybody's really addicted to th- the 3DS version and people who don't own a Wii U go, oh, my God, did you see the Wii U version, all the cool crap that's in there? Yep. Then it's actually a good move, right? Because you're actually marketing Smash Brothers to all the 3DS players by having this you know this first version but some people mm-hmm. would argue that at least for kids right their parents are only going to invest in one right yeah unless you're mowing lawns to get money yeah your, I don't, your I don't parents know that. Gonna which say, should be that's you, what i did when i was a kid you have smash brothers already yep. like so that argument can be held yeah right? but they but that you could argue with pokemon that's the same case and they're probably buying both pokemon versions in the end and yeah you know like i i, I hear you but i think it's kind of like like Smash Brothers 3DS is the entry drug and then you're going to graduate to the Wii U yep. version and that's again that's the missing piece we don't know what's special what's special about Wii U other than different stages because the characters are the same so what what is it that's going to sell this game to everybody who loves Smash mm-hmm. and yeah. I think that's coming I think that will be coming when the 3DS version is out like the moment it's out then you know people are buying it and then you'll hear about the Wii U and why it's so awesome and everybody's going to go like ooh Yep, Again. and then you'll hear the other yeah. side of this argument, which is people going, "Man, I bought the 3DS version, and they took those features out, and they put it in the Wii U version." You're trying to get me to buy <laughs> it now. I got to buy that other thing, <laughs> and they'll buy it, and Nintendo will be like, "Well, yeah, that worked." Huh? I don't know. I kind of wonder though, because Smash Brothers, this iteration of Smash Brothers, is the first game, at least I think, that outside of Virtual Console, that can appear on both systems. Right. Right. And I just wonder what was the thinking initially going in? Was it that you wanted 3DS to be the gateway drug to pull in folks no, for Wii U? No, no, no. Or was it, hey, let's try and develop a, a core game that can appear on both platforms and see if we can actually turn those around I, yeah. and how much work it takes? Mm. I think it's simply you have one of the top three franchises that Nintendo's ever put out, and they're saying this franchise needs to be on all platforms. And really, like they, you yeah, think that? I mean, for sure, they're like they they're saying this needs to be on both platforms. Like, don't get me wrong, Brawl, ten we, million sold, but I don't know. All we said with the last Smash Brothers was, oh my god, can you imagine if this was on DS? Like, if this was a handheld game, like, it's perfect. You link up with people and you do a quick match. Like, that felt like a perfect, quick, like, on-the-go game. And, you know, they probably started it. Do you remember how many, like, Photoshops came out of people mocking up fake screens and stuff like that? Like It's like Mario Kart. When you play Mario Kart on one platform, you're saying, oh, my God, this would be so awesome on the other one. It's exactly like Mario Kart. I am excited, legitimately, for Mm -hmm. the 3DS version, but I'm still not sold. I'm still... Part of me is just like, how well will this control with this setup on a smaller device, on a small screen? Part of me just still isn't embracing that. I'm excited for it, but I'm not leaping for joy about it. Well, because you've got to think about the 3DS version as when you're playing matches on the Wii or the GameCube or the N64 versions, specifically the last two, of where, it's, where it zooms in. Right, mm-hmm. and you're having these kind of intimate moments, like in Hyrule Castle, where you're bouncing around in that little tunnel area. Not when it zooms out and you see this like 500 foot space. Uh, they're designing all the stages in that game to kind of be a little tighter. They're smart. Yeah, they're smart about yeah. that. And I feel like uh, not. A, I, I think not a ton of people are going to be playing it four player, if, especially if they're playing it locally. But if they are, I think they'll make that work. Like if I can take my 3ds to work or go to a buddy's house and play against him in Smash Brothers for a quick match while we're waiting for the train or getting dinner or something like that. That's awesome. I mean, we can take one of our favorite games everywhere. Like, that's incredible. Yeah, it'll be, I mean, it'll be really interesting to see how they how they use the small screen. Yeah. I hear you. Like, it's not a game that is, that feels 100% at home on a small screen. Nope. But I, I feel like they they do all the right things, like the outlines around the characters to make sure that you can see them. Yep. I, I think they yeah. can pull that off. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I like that, too, because even though that was something we sort of talked about, I feel like we fleshed that one out a lot more. So we're done with that one for a while, guys. Uh, Last question comes from – so I can't pronounce his username, so I'm just going to go with Ben because that's the name he put, a.k.a. Ben. How do you say that? Aipotu. Aipotu. Okay. I don't even know what Just use Ben. It's easier. Aipotu. Okay. Hi, Ben. What's up, Ben? What are your thoughts on Mario Kart DLC? Nintendo has retro tracks from multiple sequels or from multiple games, including the arcade ones. So that's the grand total will be nine. Uh, that they could 
probably easily polish and release in new DLC cups, or even re-release older tracks with fewer modifications, keeping them truer to their original designs. What are your thoughts on this? I like DLC. I mean, to me, no, like you could argue that uh, give me the full game and give it to me once and don't make me pay for something again. But, you know, there are all these, it, it just kind of keeps the lifespan of a, of a game going much longer. Like, I'll give you an example. Forza, you know, on the Xbox One. I loved the game when it came out. I played the crap out of it. I, you know, measured my times against my friends, drove them crazy with my driver tar, and then I forgot about the game and I walked away, even though it has all these features built in to make you come back, like yeah. giving you money when you when you send your driver to art, right? Totally forgot about it. Then they say, hey, here's a Long Beach track. Yeah. And they give it to you for free. I'm going to boot that game up, download the track, play again. I'm going to get hooked again. You know, maybe they get me to spend money on something. But, like, in this case, they give it a, uh, give it away for free. I think it's great. I think it's smart to extend the life of a game that I way. think it is smart to extend the life of a Wii U game, or of any game, for that matter, through DLC. However, I think that um, just judging by Nintendo's previous work so far with DLC... It's very hit or miss, and they seem to be tossing either all their eggs in one basket mm. or hardly any at all. Right. So New Super Luigi U, perfect example of all your eggs in one basket. You went far and beyond what you could have and probably should have done, put like almost every level remade with a different controlling character for the most part. But yeah. then you have Pikmin, where they added also mm. DLC. They had like, what, four or five packs for that game? Mm-hmm. Something like that. But then you have 3D World, which so far hasn't had anything. And that's a, a way would, better game in terms of quality. I would argue that Super Luigi U was a, a standalone. Like it, it was, yeah. but it was first released via, via DLC. It was, but it was also printed on a retail disc with its own yeah. package. But then something like Animal Crossing isn't getting DLC, but then something like Fire Pikmin. Emblem is. Yeah. Pikmin then did, something too. like, uh, I'm trying so, to think of other Mario examples. Kart, yeah, Pikmin 3 did. Mario Kart's perfect for DLC. It's a little more delicate because you can't just throw a track out into the wild. Everything is broken into like uh, groups of four, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's broken into cups. So I don't know how many people play like that, but when I play with my friends, it's usually Grand Prix or you know some battle mode and stuff like that. I could see them starting with battle modes, maybe throwing a battle mode track out in the wild, like being like, hey, you're driving on the back of a giant Wii U gamepad. Here it yeah. is. It's free. I, but just, it's like the, I think the developers, though, look at some games and say, this is complete. Like This is a complete experience. We don't have to go any further. I, I have a feeling that was the approach with Animal Crossing. So far, it seems like that was the approach with 3D World. Like the, their highest quality games, they just kind of say, "Okay, we're done. Drop the mic. Let's go well, to what, something else." What do you mean Animal Crossing didn't get DLC? Because they sort of well, get like seasonal little items and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. constantly but that stuff's really small. Well, like, what do you and want? You're not, like, you're not you... paying for any of that. That's no. all free. And who knows if it's even already built into the game? Like, I don't Possibly. know that. You don't Possibly. know that. But yeah. but how cool would it be if if there was Mario Kart DLC that was free? Right? Like yeah. one of the pop, most popular games in the world is Mine, Minecraft, and it's popular not just because there are mods out there and people create lots of videos. It's because that developer basically charged you once and then releases patches, and these patches contain all sorts of new things. And so you never fall out of love with that game. You keep on going back, going, you know, like now they added like a new uh, a new environment or a new creature that you can yep. tame. And I think that's really smart for games. It just creates fans for life. I think life. so too, yeah. and, it, and it keeps you playing. Like Call yeah. of Duty, that was their strategy. Mm-hmm. When it hit its peak, which I don't know, I feel it has peaked, by the way, but it was like map packs, schedule, like every couple of months, done, keep Keep them playing. Don't trade it in, right? I don't know if Nintendo looks at games that way. Maybe they, maybe they're gonna be, start, but it would be really cool. I yeah. completely agree with you. Guys. Like mm-hmm. Pikmin was an example of where I, I like the DLC maps in Pikmin, Me but too. it was kind of hidden, right? Like yeah. whereas like in a Mario Kart game, if they said, "Hey, you'll be able to download cups in the future," that could be really mm-hmm. visible, yeah. and then your friends say, uh, "Hey, you want to play this new cup? Oh, you don't have it. Yeah. Yeah, you got to download it." See, right? this is like, why I think Nintendo. I think DLC gets a bad rep because. So many companies put out games that were incomplete only to patch them later, and it felt yep. like this sort of, like, get it out there, fix it later. Nintendo's not like that. No, yep. they're not. So Nintendo gets it right on day one. Anything they add on top of that is just icing on the cake. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want more icing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like icing, And too. cake. <laughs> and all that. And we're done. All right. That was a great show, guys. Thank you very much. Um, So (laughs) please remember to uh, come over and check out IGN.com. We have comics, uh, articles on comics, movies. I said we make comics. We don't make comics. What? (laughs) Someday. Uh, Brian is a Channels for, yeah, comedian. Um, uh, Wii U, 3DS, podcasts to fulfill every need, maybe. I don't know. Does... Uh, yeah, I mean, we've, we've got everything. everything. We do, yeah. we do so got, much. We've we've got really got... good videos. We had some great uh, Smash Brothers news stories for you to check out. We had a great batch of Mario Kart 8 coverage the week before that. Yeah, um, yeah. At least I think it was great. I don't know. I worked on most of it. I yep, tried. Yep. You right. did great. Cool. I was there too. I wasn't even here and I was 
helping you. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's great. And I lost two races on camera that everyone got to watch. Good. <laughs> Do you know what I recently found out? <laughs> what? So I have a DirecTV receiver at home. You can plug them into your uh, into your network, right? Mm -hmm. Like DirecTV, the TV satellite company. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they have a little, in their DVRs now, you can search for something and you can search YouTube for it. Oh. So I was actually watching IGN videos on my TV through DirecTV. I just thought it was, oh, it was awesome. funny. Like, I never knew that existed. Like, you search IGN and then the result is IGN YouTube. You're like, yeah. And you can watch, like, certain... Oh, Really like dope. specific videos, right. yeah. So you That's can really see awesome. us there too. So right. yeah, search for IGN space NVC and then uh, on Direct TV, see if you yeah. find us. And if you've got Sweet. feedback or questions, make sure you email IG, uh, NVC at IGN.com. Yep. So really quickly, you can find Brian on Twitter at Agent Bizzle. You can find Pear on Twitter at Pear IGN. And you can find myself at Jose underscore Otero. Thank you very much for listening, and we will be back next week. Goodbye. Wow.